Welcome back to the First Touch Podcast. I am Tyler Brook, joined alongside Nate Canan, and I am concerned for Nate's sleep schedule right now. Yeah, I feel like I'm just a teenager again because I'm just obsessed with the new FIFA game right now. I It just came out, what, like a week or so ago, two weeks ago at this point? Yeah, I really thought this household was going to hold off on buying FIFA, and then I pulled the trigger, and that might have been a mistake for our productivity honestly that's completely fair i didn't even expect to pick up the game i sporadically get the new fifa games i I don't play video games as much as i used to but there's just something about this new fifa game that just hits all the right receptors in my brain as addictive as possible that new manager mode that they included in fifa is just so fun it's more rewarding than it's ever been before not to mention the style of game If you ask anybody that's played FIFA with me in the past probably five, six, seven years, they would tell you I'm utter trash at the game. I don't play enough. I don't care enough. I think it's fun every once in a while, but now I'm like, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to get as good as it as I can. And I'm I'm all in and I'm now staying up till midnight almost every night just playing that stupid manager mode and just wasting my damn time. I just wish Madden would do something to make that game not as shitty. Like I feel like FIFA does a, a decent job at making tweaks every year. But with Madden, it's literally I was just thinking about this today, like it's been the exact same fucking game the entire existence of the PlayStation Four and Xbox One. And that's just infuriating because if it was as fun as FIFA was, I would buy it every year, but I've just stopped buying it. I feel like EA has just given up on that franchise. They know that's going to make money and people keep buying the games. I think what makes FIFA a little differently, and that, that's a great point that you say there too about how FIFA does change pretty regularly. You will notice it from year to year, just the just the game tweaks. Even as the way that the game play on the field changes, I feel like FIFA changes in general. I'm still waiting to see the new VAR DLC soon to come if that ends up happening. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) that's not real I just made that up but I think even to your point we were talking about your dad earlier this week he's given up on American football and he's like you know I want to get into European soccer and we're like yes try it let's do this our podcast is also to kind of introduce soccer to people that you know normally wouldn't think that soccer is you know a platform for them let's expand this now to people that play uh, video games that play these sports video games every year like the nhl games the madden games that you're talking about those those rarely change the nhl games they just don't have the budget size to make a really great game i feel it, it's still fun to play but i'll say this give fifa a chance this year start trying to get into soccer it also helps you get into soccer weird story about myself i used to really be into like WWF wrestling when I was a kid. I really got into the sport when I got on my PlayStation 2, one of those like SmackDown WWE games, and I started to be able to follow certain storylines and and players and, and characters that were in, you know, the actual matches in the match rings itself. I think FIFA could be another good outlet if you're just trying to get into sports in general and, you know, take it take a dive, take a jump, pick a team to follow on the game that you don't really know of because when I was a kid playing FIFA for the first time, I'd always just pick Barcelona because I knew who Messi was and I knew nobody else. I think what FIFA this year has really helped me do is make more of an emphasis on trying to follow my new Serie A team, Roma. Uh, shout out to the listeners for helping me decide on a team. It's allowed me to learn more about the club, and I've actually been following quite a bit of Roma lately. Specifically this week, I absolutely loved this matchup they had against AC Milan. 
Yes, yes. And before you say one more word, I need to pump the brakes on this podcast because we need to tease this episode because I know all the lovely listeners out there want to hear what we're going to talk about because <laughs> we, we, we are so at bad we're at just this. very bad. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what's coming up on this great episode of the First Touch podcast. So we're going to talk about some Serie A. I really feel like we don't do this enough. It's a great league this year for sure. We're going to talk about the unbeatable AC Milan. Milan team. Uh, they just played Roma this week. There was some drama that happened in that game. Tyler will go into further details about that. Um, and then we just figured it'd be a great time to have a, a, a long overdue pitch profile on one of the players that both Tyler and I love, the Lion, aka Zlatan Ibrahimovic. After that, stick around. We're going to be talking some kit about some new interesting Pharrell Williams and Adidas collaborations. And then at the end of the episode, everyone's favorite the pub of the week. Uh, we're going down to Austin, Texas this time, so you are going to want to stick around to hear what we have to say about this place. It is nice to shift gears this episode and talk a little Syria because I think we we obviously get very Premier League focused, but I do think that's just simply because that's the most accessible league for American fans, right? Like MLS and everything here just isn't as thrilling as the Premier League, but you know, the more I've watched Syria, the more I've appreciated just. A, how competitive that league is, and then just B, how much talent there is. Just look at Lazio. They had Immobile last year score more goals than any other player across all competitions, right? So there's certain talent in this league for sure that's certainly worth mentioning. Yeah, and like obviously don't forget Inter Milan made it all the way to the Europa League final. Lukaku had something like over 30 goals. I mean, obviously we've got Zlatan who we'll talk about. We have Ronaldo at Juventus. I mean... My boys, Roma, you know, they at least compete. You know, they're not doing so hot to start the year. But, you know, it is a pretty damn deep league, and I think it's going to be pretty competitive. Oh, and then obviously, as a Liverpool fan, I can't forget to mention Napoli. You know, they always play Liverpool so well in the Champions League, so I have a lot of respect for them as well. I still need to claim allegiance to a team in this league. I've just been more on the outskirts, just following different narratives and storylines to kind of figure out where I fall in, and that's kind of how I do it. I appreciate your perspective of uh, giving our listeners the chance to give you recommendations, and I'm glad that you followed through with Roma because I enjoy watching them as well and there was a big game this past week right we need to talk about Roma who played the only perfect team left in Europe AC Milan yeah that was pretty interesting that was obviously a huge matchup for Roma who had been struggling out of the gate this year going against going against a team with Zlatan and Rebic although Rebic was hurt Uh, that was the only remaining team in all European leagues that had yet to draw or lose a game. So obviously that was a really tough matchup going in uh, for Roma. Uh, Ended up being probably one of the most exciting matches I've watched this year. Zlatan scored twice, uh, not surprising for anyone that knows Zlatan. Um, But it seemed like every time that AC Milan was able to get ahead, that Roma had an answer. Just to mention the intensity from the very start of the game, right? We have Zlatan, who is 39 years old at this point, scoring within the first two minutes of the game. The guy's just not slowing down this season. He scored a brace this game, that's two goals, coming off scoring another brace the previous week. And I got to even say, like, I'm clearly a fan of the guy. I have nothing but good things to say. I love his cocky attitude that he takes to everything in in his game. I didn't expect him to go off the way that he is this season. And they're sitting at the top of the table in Serie A. And that's mostly because of the the amount of goals that he's scoring. It's such an 
old age for a player at this point to be having this kind of career is unheard of, let alone, and we'll cover this later in our profile, but the fact that you know he was injured and people didn't really think that he was going to bounce back after going to the MLS, and he's really proving everyone wrong. Like No one could, no one could say it different at this point. I do have to also give some love to Ed and Dzeko, um, Roma's current striker. The 34-year-old just continues to play so damn well for that club. He already has three goals in four Serie A appearances this year. But, you know, over his career, I mean, just last season in Serie A, he had 35 goals for Roma. And that's just in Serie A competitions. That man is an absolute goal scorer. And the fact that he is, again, 34 years old and still making all these big plays, he helped Roma draw level early on with that 1-1 equalizer. I just wanted to give a shout out to him as well. He's been a lot of fun to watch. I know that there were talks about him getting transferred out this year. And, you know, his future at Roma is probably coming to a close but just a tremendously fun player to watch. And again, if you're looking for Serie A teams or just trying to watch more and you end up turning on a Roma game, watch their captain. He is just a tremendous striker. I think even from your perspective, Roma was the team to lose this game. We've already said all the great things about AC Milan, but what do you think kept Roma competitive-wise throughout the, the entirety of the match? Because there was times that you just thought that there's no way that they're going to be able to bounce back. And they kept fighting until the very last minute of that game. And, you know, they pulled through with that draw. I was just impressed with the mentality of the team, you know, to go down three separate times by a goal. It has to be just mentally exhausting. And the fact that they stayed calm, like there were never really any times where they looked frazzled or trying to force anything. I will say this, though, they definitely got bailed out with a pretty soft penalty call uh, to go uh, level 2-2. But, you know, to be fair... Uh, Milan also got a pretty soft penalty just a few minutes later. But at the end of the day, just the fact that they stayed mentally tough and were able to, you know, come away with a draw and get that point is a massive win for a club that came out of the gate struggling. And I'm hoping it's a confidence boost for them because I would love to see them try and squeak out for a Champions League spot this year. And it just leads to more competitive soccer, which I think that's ultimately what everybody wants, right? We have Juventus winning this league over the last 10 or so years. And just seeing another club on top of them doing so well this early in the season is just a a good thing to see in terms of AC Milan. Having Roma also being able to stay competitive with them just gives you more hope that there's going to be some more fights from those teams that, you know, often uh, fall, you know, middle to middle top of the table. Yeah, so all in all, definitely, uh, again, I think that's just one of the best matches of the year from what I've watched. I'm looking forward to more. Um, you know, we've got a lot more football left to be played this year. I feel that this is a natural transition at this point to our pitch profile this week of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. This was so enjoyable to really go back through, see how long of a playing career that he's had, remember some of the great quotes that he's had, and get that personality alongside of his just ego in general. And I got to say, first of which, shout out to FTFC member Nevin for this recommendation. He recommended this to us on Instagram a few weeks ago. No time like the present to talk about the lion himself. It is certainly easy to notice the lion, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, in any room as he stands a towering six foot five inches. That is almost unheard of for a soccer player when you compare that to players like Messi coming in at just 5'7". His height is just as tall as his ego. Some famous quotes of his include, I can't help but laugh at how perfect I am, and I think I'm like wine. The older I get, the better I get. Ibrahimovic was born in Malmö, Sweden, uh, on October 3rd of 1981. 
he began playing football at the age of six, but actually at the age of 15, he was close to completely quitting his football career in favor of becoming a dock worker in his hometown. Yes, a dock worker instead of the legendary football player we know today. Thank goodness his manager at his local club, Malmo FF, convinced him to continue playing. And that is a relief for all Zlatan fans out there. Ibrahimovic actually signed his first contract with Malmo in 1996, moved up to the senior side for the 1999 season in Sweden's top lead, the Alvinsken. During this time, Arsene Wenger unsuccessfully tried to persuade Ibrahimovic to join the Gunners. Zlatan said in response to this offer for a tryout that, Zlatan doesn't do auditions. Then in March 2001, a deal between Ajax and Malmo regarding Ibrahimovic's transfer to Amsterdam was announced in July. Ibrahimovic officially joined Ajax for $8.7 million. After sacking their previous manager and bringing in new manager Ronald Koeman, who then inserted Ibrahimovic into the starting lineup, helped propel Ajax to win the 2001-02 title. Zlatan made his then-Champions League debut back in September of 2002 against the French team Lyon. Ibrahimovic's profile continued to rise during his time with Ajax. In August of 2004, Zlatan actually scored a goal that was voted Goal of the Year by Eurosport. He ran past five opposing players, and commentators compared Zlatan to the likes of Diego Maradona and Zinedine Zidane on the run. Ibrahimovic, goed ingehouden, en nu dan een keer schiet ook. Oh, oh, Maradona, Zidane, zij kunnen het, en Ibrahimovic ook. Een goal die op de Nederlandse velden wel eens werd gescoord en die niet door iedereen even hartstochtelijk wordt bejubeld. Zlatan later got in some hot water when during an international match against the Netherlands, Ibrahimovic injured Ajax teammate Rafael van der Vaart. His teammate later accused Ibrahimovic of hurting him intentionally, in which Zlatan responded, I didn't injure you on purpose and you know that. If you accuse me again, I'll break both your legs and that time it will be on purpose. <laughs> God, you just gotta love these quotes. Imrovinovic was no stranger to controversy with fellow teammates in the locker room. Zlatan once punched Ajax teammate Mito in the dressing room after his teammate had thrown a pair of scissors at him. Zlatan's run with Ajax then came to an end in 2004 when he moved on to Juventus for $16 million. He left Ajax with 74 appearances and 34 goals. He was promptly inserted into the starting 11 for Juventus. Then in his first year, the club finished on top of Serie A, and in the Champions League, they reached the quarterfinals. At the end of his first season with Juventus in Italy, uh, Ibrahimovic was named the Serie A Foreign Footballer of the Year, and in November 2005, he was awarded the Goldbollen, a prize awarded to the best Swedish football player of the year. Obviously, he continued to do well at his time with Juventus, appearing 70 times and scoring 23 goals. His time with the club did eventually come to an end when Juventus were stripped of their last two Scudetti, or Italian titles, as part of the verdict from the Calcipioli scandal, a scandal of football match fixing in Italy's top professional leagues where Juventus was actually relegated to Serie B. Something that people often forget. In August of 2006, 
Zlatan signed a four-year deal with Inter Milan. Zlatan appeared with the club 88 times, scoring a total of 57 goals. And during his three years with the club, he actually became the world's highest paid footballer. In a move that Zlatan would later regret, he moved from the Italian Serie A side to La Liga's Barcelona in 2009. Yes, Ibrahimovic actually played alongside Messi. However, Zlatan's ego and personality naturally butted heads with the manager Pep Guardiola. Ibrahimovic would constantly break club rules and procedures that he did not agree with, and in his own words, Zlatan said, at Barca, players were banned from driving their sports cars to training. I thought this was ridiculous. It was no one's business what car I drive. So in April before a match, I drove my Ferrari to work and I caused a scene. Not surprisingly, Ibrahimovic eventually had a following out with Coach Guardiola, uh, culminating in a dressing room incident in which Zlatan threw a training kit box across the room and screamed insults at the Barcelona manager. Guardiola eventually refused to speak to Ibrahimovic and loaned him out to AC Milan in 2011. Another great Ibra quote from that time is, When you buy me, you are buying a Ferrari. If you drive a Ferrari, you put premium petrol in the tank, you hit the motorway, and you step on the gas. Pep Guardiola filled it up with diesel and took a spin in the countryside. He should have bought a Fiat. What can you say? The guy has no filter. Zlatan spent just one year with AC Milan before making a move over to the French team Paris Saint-Germain in 2012. Zlatan stayed with the club for four years with 122 appearances and 113 goals. During his time with PSG, they won their league each year. Perhaps his best individual accomplishment was a record-breaking hat-trick, which he scored in just nine minutes. At the time of his departure, he had solidified himself as the PSG all-time top scorer. After a strong run with PSG, Ibrahimovic moved to England and signed with Manchester United, sadly, as a free agent in July of 2016. He became the oldest player to manage at least 15 goals in a single Premier League season at the age of 35, with that record-breaking goal coming in a win against Leicester City. During this time, Jose Mourinho was the manager of Manchester United, and unlike that partnership Ibra had with Pep Guardiola where they were butting heads at Barcelona, Jose and Zlatan actually seemed to really hit it off. Zlatan once said this in regards to meeting his manager, Jose Mourinho is a big star. He's cool. The first time he met my wife, he whispered to her, Helena, you have only one mission. Feed Zlatan, let him sleep, keep him happy. The guy says what he wants. I like him. True Jose style. His playing time with Manchester United would soon come to an end. In April of 2017, Zlatan sustained serious ligament damage in his right knee in the Europa League quarterfinal. The injury was expected to sideline the player at least until the end of the 2016-17 season, though he did return to play early saying, Lions don't recover like humans. Following the 2017 season in March of 2018, Man U announced that Ibrahimovic had agreed to the termination of his contract. The move ultimately led to Zlatan's arrival in the United States. Uh, in March of 2018, Ibrahimovic signed for MLS club LA Galaxy. He actually announced his arrival by taking out a signed full-page advertisement in the Los Angeles Times, saying simply, Dear Los Angeles, you're welcome. He was eventually named the captain of the team in 2019. In his tenure with the club, he appeared in 56 games, scoring a shocking 52 goals. Despite the success in MLS and in his late 30s, in November of 2019, 
Zlatan announced his plans to leave LA Galaxy through his Twitter account. That's almost one goal every single appearance, and then what a way to go. Some expected Zlatan to retire and hang up his cleats for good. Instead, in December of this past year, Ibarimovic returned to AC Milan on a free transfer on a six-month contract until the end of that season. Zlatan's contract was renewed where the 39-year-old is today. Currently, AC Milan sits at the top of the Serie A table, and are currently undefeated despite a recent draw to Roma this past week. What a story uh, about Zlatan. Obviously, I enjoy all of the quotes. He's just always one to speak his mind. Uh, some other fun facts about Zlatan. He has received an honorary black belt in Taekwondo. Uh, obviously, if you've seen him, most of his body is covered in tattoos, uh, most notably the lion mural that covers his entire back. One thing that we also have to mention is that there's actually a bronze statue of him in his hometown of Malmo. Also, Ibrahimovic bought a 23% stake in the Stockholm-based football club Hammerby. It's actually the rival to his boyhood club in Malmo, and because of this, infuriated fans of Malmo then vandalized his bronze statue and set it ablaze. It's it's on fire, it was knocked over, it was a whole thing. That's a... That seems like a petty move, but it also seems pretty on variant for Slaton. It's just weird that you would buy a stake in your rival boyhood team. I'm also curious about the black belt. Like, did he actually go through any of the Taekwondo training, or they were just like, he's such a badass, let's just give him a black belt? Regardless, I believe that he, he if you look at him, he would be a karate star. Oh, he looks like I, he I could kick it. That. He could kick my ass for sure. I'm not disputing that. I'm just very curious if he's trained in any sort of Taekwondo. I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. That's pretty funny if he's never uh, done a day in, of training of Taekwondo in his life, and they said, yeah, you can do this. Gave him a black belt. I think he's basically soccer's equivalent of Chuck Norris. <laughs> I don't know if that's that's a that's a reference that I felt has died off in the past couple of years. I even thought about that, but I don't know at that point if this is... Yeah, 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 he might be. He might be. So we'll, we'll replace all the Chuck Norris references and jokes to just Ibarimovic jokes. Like, like he gets COVID, but then he's like, COVID should be afraid of me. Like, that's a pretty, that's pretty on brand for a Chuck Norris thing. Definitely. That's true. That's actually so true. I've never even thought of it like that. And again, thanks so much to FTFC member Nevin out there for this recommendation. Continue to write into us on our social medias at Twitter as well as Instagram. We'll be happy to take your recommendations for future pitch profiles. Sorry it took so long, Nevin. Uh, we knew uh, you had asked for this a few weeks ago, but we're here. You know, we made a whole thing of it. Hope you hope you enjoyed it. Let's move on to talking some kit this week, Tyler. I showed this to you the second that I found out about these. You know how much I love soccer jerseys. I'm talking about the recent collaboration with musician and producer Pharrell Williams and Adidas. I was very floored by these, and I know because one of these kits had been with Bayern Munich, you immediately sent them to Bundesliga Borelli as well. So yes, this is part of Pharrell's human race initiative, which is part of connecting the human race through positive energy and celebrating diversity. These jerseys are a throwback to simpler times and often look hand-painted. So these Adidas-sponsored jerseys include Arsenal, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Manchester United, and Real Madrid. I, I really enjoy these. They're very unique and look different. And I, I think we should kind of start talking about the one that I like the most and the one that I sent over to uh, Bundesliga Borelli was that Bayern Munich kit. It's, you know, that traditional um, Bayern Munich red jersey. But then you have what looks like 
paint splatters all over the the kit itself looks like it's a hand-painted T-Mobile ad. And then I just really enjoy the simplicity of these big three stripes, the iconic Adidas three stripes on the upper right shoulder that are the blue and white that you'll often see in, in Bayern Munich color schemes. Yeah, honestly, I was a big fan of all of these. I thought they were pretty cool. The other one I wanted to point out was the Juventus pink one. Again, what I really enjoyed about this is with all these kits... At first glance, you just think it's a normal kit with different colors, but then you realize the logos, the sponsors, everything look hand-painted, and it just gives it that kind of very unique feel. Not surprisingly, all of these are sold out on Adidas's website, uh, but I would definitely consider buying one once they're back on sale. I, I just want to also mention the Juventus kit as well. Again, the intricacies of the hand-paintedness, something that Avid Football fans and collectors of memorabilia would really enjoy this jersey just because if you'll notice the crest itself is actually their old kit i'm sorry their old crest from several years ago we all know juventus with the sharp looking modernized j crest that they have now this new kit shows the old crest in a hand painted style that i just think is so unique definitely a one-off collector's item to add to your jersey collection if you're on the fence about it i i would say go for that one if you're a fan of juventus for sure one last thing that i'll say about this too i really enjoy the way that the clubs are embracing this they'll wear them for pre-warm-ups and traveling to matches and actually, some teams have worn these during actual games. And I know I just mentioned Juventus. They wore this as a fourth jersey in rotation this year. I actually haven't seen uh, a club ever have four jerseys in one season. And I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, this was super interesting to me. I just very much enjoy you know, some very unique kits. And again, just the whole hand-painted thing just gives it that uniqueness that I don't think any other kits have because everyone's trying to go for those sleek, modern looks that have to be pristine and flawless. And here, the entire intention of it is to have that like human air and look like it was just painted by a person. With that being said, let's move on to our last segment here. Everyone's favorite, as we say, the pub of the week, Tyler. What do we have this week? Yeah, uh, shout out to FTFC member Boyan Zagonyanin. Uh, still will never forget how to pronounce that name. It was drilled down to me a long time ago. Uh, but shout out to Boyan down in Austin, Texas. Uh, thanks for this one. Our pub of the week this week is The Tavern in Austin, Texas, located at 922 West 12th Street. They claim to be the perfect place to watch a sporting event, and you can actually host your own watch parties there. They offer 30-plus screens to air multiple sporting events at once, and they regularly open to show Barcelona games, and they are the home bar for the local Austin Barca fans there. Love this submission. Love seeing just the overall map of our Pub of the Weeks grow. Shout out to Boyan again, FTFC member down there in Austin, Texas. Continue to send us our Pub of the Week suggestions. And if you end up at the tavern, tell them the FTFC sent you. The last thing that I'll say here is, is we're actually going to take a brief pause next week and we're not going to have an episode. I know we just took a break, but had some things come up that I need to take a little bit of time off and then we'll be back the following week from there. And with that, is that all that we got, Tyler? Yep, that is going to do it. We'll leave you the same way we leave you every week and that there is no room for racism. Actually, I'm going to add something to it this week. Um, we recently had Sal Zizzo on of the San Diego Loyal. Uh, I would encourage you guys to look up what's been going on with the Loyal recently um, regarding an incident on the field. Um, we would just like to add that there is also no room for homophobia. <laughs>